Welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain. This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice. However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining. Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Shrink Wrap. We are so thrilled you are joining us. And um, I did a little bit of research, everybody, and I found out that September is yoga month, National Yoga Month. If it's not national, I'm making it national. Cool. So it's National Yoga Month. And because of that, we have like a really amazing special guest. And when I say really amazing, um, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Today, we have with us Miss Ruth Goff, Yogini. Yoga. Yoga extraordinaire. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Um, she, uh, one of the things I like about Ruth's yoga classes when I go to them is she just exudes, um, I don't know, it's it's almost like I imagine if you smoke a bowl, that's how it would feel. Because you just go there and you feel <laughs> good and it's totally goodness calm. and it's light and it doesn't, I have, I I imagine if you smoke a bowl, not that I've ever done that. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I, I heard my kids say it one time, but I imagine I will. that's what yoga is like with Dr. Ruth Goff. I think that's hilarious. I will swear on a stack Good of Bibles, I've never smoked a bowl. I yes. can say that. That's fine, Michael Phelps. You don't have to inhale. It's, it's fine. Have I done other things? I'm not going to comment, but I've never smoked a bowl. Okay. But it is goodness, and you feel relaxed in and rejuvenated. All of, I'm just going to stick on this for you. In all oh, of the no, introductions no, that Ruth... No. All the introductions that Ruth has ever got, I bet that's the best one. Okay. Well, probably the only time that's been said. <laughs> so, Ruth, we're so happy to have you with us. Welcome. Yes. Welcome. So, I do have a factoid that everyone is dying to hear. Not, but anyway, I just have to not do marijuana it related. No, okay. it's really not. And oh, you have to fire him up again. Now he's gonna pipe in about <laughs> something. I'm done. It was good in the moment. I'm done. Okay. Oh goodness. So Americans practicing yoga has grown by over fifty percent in the last four years. Heck yeah. Male. Well, now you kind of gave it away already, I but did. male yoga practitioners are known as yogis, not yogi bears. Female practitioners <laughs> are known as yoginis, which I didn't know that. Is I that didn't know that either. Pronounce it yogini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a noodle. So yeah. of course you knew that. Yeah. Oh goodness gracious! See, I, I didn't know that. Did you know that, Brody? Shut up. Well, obviously it's a female form of yoga, as yogini. I mean, that's yeah. Everybody knows that, right? Oh yeah. my god! I'm gonna hit him. That's it. I'm knocking him off his stool right now. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> oh. oh man. Okay. You know, oh. friends, sometimes we re- refer to the women in our classes as goddess too. So we'll just, yes. we'll go with that today. I'm so honored to be here with you yes. two goddesses. So. I like that. You. I actually, I always go by my queen, but I could mm. probably get by with goddess. Yes, she spends queen. one night dancing in a gay discotheque and they call her yes, queen. My queen. My it wasn't queen. yes, queen. It was my queen. And mm. now she re- actually insists that we all call her that and it's obnoxious. And should I not? I mean, come on. You live your best life, Fran. You no live your best no life. one's going to tell you what to I'm do. I'm still going to call you Dr. Fran and giggle. Okay, whatever. Whatever. So are we going to talk about yoga or not? Yes, Ruth, enlighten us. All things yoga. Well, you know, if you were to ask a thousand different people what yoga is, you would get a thousand different answers. 
And particularly as it has become more popular and more prevalent here in the United States, the definitions of yoga have have definitely uh, diverged and it's growing, which is a beautiful thing, I Mm -hmm. think. But at its core, if you look back into the ancient texts, it's very simple. Yoga simply means union or the bringing together of the mind and the body and the spirit or some experience it as the bringing together of you know, separate beings becoming more one, right? Mm -hmm. Creating a oneness, which, you know, I'm glad to hear that yoga has grown more than 50% in the last four years because I don't know what this world needs more right now than union. Union, Union, yep. I didn't realize. Did you know it meant that? Nope, no idea. Okay, that could be a tattoo. What I know about yoga could fill a thimble with room left over. So that's, I'm really excited to have Ruth here. Okay, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Well, Becky, I'm going to call you on that because you have been in my studio many times and you have a beautiful, beautiful energy. And that's all yoga is, really. (laughs) Uh, Thank goodness. Thank you, Ruth. But yeah, thank goodness. Because if you had to be super flexible in order Mm. to participate, I would not be allowed in any yoga class because I am not flexible by any stretch. But I always enjoy it. Hang on one second. Brody, have you ever done yoga? I have done yoga. Just He's a handful so woke. a handful of times. I I feel like I'm built like a redwood. Like I don't bend. Like yeah. I have a hard time putting on my shoes. I'm not that fat. It's not why. Like I just don't bend that way. So um, I, I can fully understand. I think it was Ron Swanson who said, I enjoy fishing. It's like yoga, but you still get to kill things. Like, that's, that's where... That's the type oh, of God. yoga. So I I fully understand and can appreciate yoga. A lot of you know college athletes, well, uh, yeah. professional athletes, oh, yeah. do yoga on a on a regular basis and all that. So yes, I have done yoga. You know who does a lot of yoga? And Ooh. think back to the early nineties, Madonna. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was her mm-hmm. primary form mm-hmm. of being. I remember her body in those videos. Oh, yeah. I was looking at her body, going, "Damn, girl, what are you doing?" It was yoga. It was yoga. Yeah. There's there's a lot of misconceptions about yoga, and I think one of them is that it's just, you know, sitting very still and breathing and stretching. But yoga is and should be a very physical practice. Mm-hmm. You know, in most yoga classes, there's different styles and forms, but in most yoga classes, if your teacher doesn't help you find your edge and get to that place where anything more is going to be too much, but anything less is just not enough, that that place where you have to come to your breath and make a firm determination, like, I can do this, like, and learn to take life just one breath at a time. Really, you know, your yoga teacher has done you a disservice because that's what yoga is. It's it's physical. It's very mental. Um, it's emotional. You know, a lot of times we'll cry on our mats, we'll laugh oh. on our mats, we'll swear on our mats, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. The first time I did restorative, I cried. Mm. Yeah. I didn't, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but, and not like, not like sobbing, like I've done in other things, but like, like not bubbles, no snot <laughs> bubbles that time, okay. but like just tears were, and I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, well, I can't remember who was teaching it, but they were like, yeah, your body probably needs this. So I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm, all right. Yeah. So Ruth, if you would give a somewhat abridged version of what are all the different types of yoga or, oh, yeah. um, or, or at least the, the most popular, you, you travel and you see hot yoga or Bikram yoga or sure. restorative yoga or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what are kind of the, the, the core most popular ones? Okay. So all of the forms that you just talked about, the physical practice of yoga is the branch called 
Hatha or Hatha yoga, which uh, simply means, you know, physical, right? In the body. We use the the body to really uh, go into different poses, into different shapes, you know, in restorative. They're longer held. Typically, you're laying on the ground, um, a very, very, um, very mindful sort of a practice. Uh, whereas in Ashtanga, which is what I typically teach, or Vinyasa, there's a lot more flowing, a lot more movement. Yin, again, young, longer held poses, but they're more muscular engagement than restorative. And all of this, all, all of this and much, much more falls under the umbrella of Hatha. And I kind of, it's, it's interesting to me because, you know, I've only been able to afford uh, time-wise or money-wise to study an ashram uh, one time in my life. And of course I was poor, I was struggling. And so when you go to India to, to study and you do it during the off season, uh, it's very, very hot, very, very muggy. Um, this is when most people don't want to be there. And so that's why, you know, Mm-hmm. The poor students can afford it. <laughs> and uh, it was really interesting to me because during those, they call them the high times. They mm-hmm. actually, uh, you actually go into the studio to practice, into ashram to practice in the middle of the night. Hmm. Uh, because in at least ancient yoga practice, the heat is supposed to come from within, right? And as oh, you wow. guys know, you come into a studio a lot of times, even if it feels a little bit cold, you know, you mm-hmm. start at the beginning and, you know, your body should almost be uncomfortable, right? Like it's yeah. it's finding that delicious discomfort and inviting someone to sink into it, to learn to sit with it. That's really important. But, uh, you know, we get sweaty. We get mm-hmm. hot yes, a lot of do. times. In fact, your wife uh, sometimes would wear her That's my wife for watch. those who can't see. Just <laughs> want to be clear about that. Somebody's wife. Uh, <laughs> the esteemed Dr. Mueller uh, sometimes would come into the studio and she and others would wear their Fitbits or their Apple watches or whatever and track. And I mean, the calorie count you, in a good session, you can get up to 500, 600 plus calories mm-hmm. in an hour. Uh, but this is just one branch of yoga. Then another is karma yoga. And this is yoga in action. And I always tell my students, Becky, you've probably heard this a hundred times here on our mats. We're just in training for life. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's where the yoga begins. When I get up from my mat and I wash it out and I go out to my car and someone has, you know, dinged my door, mm-hmm. right? Like, can I take a breath and, you know, with love and forgiveness and understanding, move on with my life? Or am I stuck in that moment? You know, do I lose my breath? Do I you know, have a part of me come forward that I would rather just release, you know? Uh, So karma is yoga in action. And a lot of times we hear, you know, in our society, oh, good karma or bad karma. You know, when Mm -hmm. bad things happen, oh, that's bad karma. Or when good things happen, that's good karma. Karma yoga is about the deeds, about the doing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga is more a yoga of devotion, Right. Mm-hmm. This is a yoga. I don't think of, I've ever heard of that. I haven't either. Yeah. Well, this is this is a yoga of just internal, um, almost. I don't know. I wouldn't say worship necessarily, but just understanding the divine energy that exists within us and around us and above us, and being able to go through life seeing the purpose and the meaning. Really, the idea of taking away from ourselves the idea that, you know, everything just is, is so unrelated and that there is, there isn't something higher, that there is nothing that connects us. 
-hmm. You know, I've had hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of students throughout the years. And especially when I was teaching in Detroit, you know, a lot of my students would come to me and say things like, well, I'm an atheist or I'm agnostic or I'm Jewish or I'm Christian or whatever. And I'm like, that's awesome, right? Mm -hmm. That's wonderful because there's this big misconception that yoga is a religion right? Right. or a, a cult or, you know, just right. all of these sorts of different Or it's anti-Christian. I've heard right. people say that. I'm yes. like, you should do yoga for your anxiety. Like, just check it out. And they're yes. like, hmm. I can't because I'm Christian. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, I'm Christian and I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not so, a good one, obviously. Yeah, obviously. really. <laughs> For so many reasons. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously. No, that, that is, you are very, you are very good. Very good. But I do, I human. hear that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that is uh, just, just a misunderstanding. Honestly, uh, yoga is not a religion, but I'll tell you what, it certainly helps me to live my religion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Because I go to church on Sunday and I hear about patience and kindness and all of these wonderful virtues, you know, the fruits of the spirit or the fruits of the tree, if you will. And then I go out into the world. And a lot of times I just don't have the tools, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when, you know, stuff hits the fan, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's difficult to always come back to your breath. But if we're training ourselves first in our bodies and then with our breath, there becomes this aligned place where we get very comfortable Like I feel really good feeling good Mm -hmm. and I don't want to not feel good. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing worth me not feeling good. And Mm -hmm. we just come to a place where we're able to recognize, become aware of distraction from optimal sensation. And when we become aware, that's the beginning of true liberty or liberation, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, everyone, this, there's this huge dialogue going on about liberty and freedom and all of these sorts of things. And yet the people who are, who are so wrapped up in it Mm -hmm. are just that right. Wrapped up, right. Mm -hmm. There's so much anger. There's so much division and people yelling over here and people yelling over here and everyone is trapped. Right. Absolutely. We're a victim to our emotions, to our situations. And we're, you know, playing the victim like, Oh, well you, you think differently than me. And so you have taken something away from me. But yoga teaches us that we are always divine beings in a state of full liberation. And once we can learn to take away the layers or the illusion of, you know, being stuck or being different, all of the things that bind us melt away. And ultimately we come to this place of bliss, right? So do you think that's, I mean, that's an example where you say we are divine beings. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why they think it's anti-Christianity because maybe some people don't believe we are divine, that mm-hmm. we have or to Or you're see. worshiping yourself right. rather than right. worshiping. Sure. Right. Yeah. In which I would say we're all created in God's image, right? Like, doesn't it necessarily, it says somewhere, I'm not a, like, I don't know the Bible inside now, but <laughs> we are, we're created in God's image. And sure. it's one of the thing our church is really big on. Like when I see you, I see mm-hmm. the image of God in you. Mm-hmm. And so aren't we then kind of divine beings if we're children of God and God's divine? Well, I believe that. I think yeah. we're all a part of the divine. We're one piece of that. Right. And But I do think maybe that could be one of the reasons why people yeah. are opposed. I yeah, don't know. You could be right. Absolutely. Mm. And we can hold space for that. You know, yes. the, the truth is that... I say that yoga is for every body, right? And it will help people to overcome dis-ease. Mm-hmm. But at, at every moment in time, everybody isn't for yoga, right? And that's right. okay. Like mm-hmm. part of the teachings of yoga is being able to hold space for everyone's idea of what is, right? For everyone's yeah. reality and everyone's belief. And not allowing ourselves to say, you know, my belief is better than 
your belief or my understanding is somehow superior to your understanding. The times that I get into that frame of mind, it always is from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. Always. Right. It's always oh, from agree. a face of, you know, stuck or, or victimhood or whatever yes. it is. And then I project that out into the world. Mm-hmm. And I find that I experience dis-ease in my mind, my body, my spirit. You know, I just don't, I'm not happy. I don't feel yeah. good. And what I think to myself is I'm not as eloquent as you. I'm not doing the things. Mm, I'm yes. not doing the things when that happens. Yeah. And I think so you, you give us a nice little segue into, I think in Aberdeen, especially we're really blessed and probably other communities. Mm. I often feel like yogis or yoginis now that I know that term <laughs> um, are a lot like therapists where mm. you have your style and yeah. somebody yeah. might have their preferred fit. And we're really lucky to have different um, offerings, if you will. Yes. You know, so like I know a lot of people that do hot yoga Mm -hmm. over at Fit and Fire Studio. And and there's so much goodness in that space. And to me, Mm -hmm. I mean, literally the definition of hell. Like I, (laughs) oh my God. You know, no, but for real, like I don't want to sit in a room that's Mm -hmm. a hundred and some odd degrees, but I hear people just rave about it. Yes, so for I'm glad some they people, have that. it's transcendent. Yeah, right. like it's transformative. It's really incredible. Or if you're mm-hmm. if you are really unsure of how you want to do it, there are people who will do private sessions. Totally. You know, if you don't want to be in a big classroom, you know, reach out to. God, there's so many. Oh yeah, reach yeah. out and say, hey, help me. One with is this. a female Italian yoga practitioner called. Oh lord. <laughs> Fran just opened a laffy taffy for those who aren't, aren't watching. <laughs> Okay. Now I'm going to start again. I am literally going to knock Barty off his stove before we're done here. What is a, the name of a female Italian yoga practitioner called? What? A rotini. <laughs> she's been sitting here for the last 20 yeah. minutes. I'm like, she's been so trying quiet. To figure I this don't out. know what's going on. The, the Rubik's Cube in her mind is just like, oh, I'm almost there. Rotini, <laughs> Negrini, what is it? Okay, so it. for you listeners that are, are hanging on to that lame-ass dad joke, Jim's going to repeat that one, and that's not it. a compliment. Oh it's a highbrow dad joke, though. you got to know the background oh to get that joke. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so here's what I want to know. What are the benefits? Why should somebody even attempt yoga, um, assuming they're open to it? Really, really good question. So most people start for the physical, Right. But they are surprised to find out that uh, the mental is what typically comes first. And, and that's also why most people in the beginning are very resistant to yoga. Um, you know, I have a lot of first time st- students that come into the studio. And as we sit in stillness, as we, you know, really start to breathe and, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. people have these uh, visceral reactions, it's, it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? I always say we've got issues in our tissues and the, the body keeps the score, right? It does. When when we've got feelings buried alive, like within us, they never die. But yoga, you know, the first yoga sutra says that yoga chitti riti norodaha, which means that yoga is the cessation of the fluctuations of the mind, right? Whoa. That say that again real slow. Yoga chitta riti norodaha. Damn. Mm-hmm. So that just means... That when we come to our mats and we learn to still our body 
and open up our breath or our energetic, you know, the prana is what they call it, right? Yeah. Energetic pathways. Thank you. I've been trying to think of what they call mm-hmm. breath in yoga. Okay, prana. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we become aware of the babble going on in our mind, right? You know, research shows, Harvard University did a study some time ago that shows that between 80 and 90% of our thoughts every day are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And 47% of them, roughly, they they said in 2010, are not helpful, right? No. At, at least yeah. 40% no. of them, right? That episode's dropping on this coming Monday, by right. the way. 90% yeah. of them are baloney, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the problem is most times we aren't aware of the garbage. Right. We're not right. aware of the junk. And so yoga allows us to get into these places where the, 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 the crap that we're telling ourselves is amplified exponentially, right? Where we're, we're in judgment with ourselves. We're yes. in judgment of others. We're uncomfortable. You know, we're sure that the eyes of the world are upon us. There's so much judgment. There's so much defeat. There's so much, oh my gosh, I'm not good at this. Look, she's got her hands like not just touching the floor but wrapped oh, around yeah. the person behind her for heaven's sake and I can barely touch <laughs> my knees right that's when Allison and I are next to each yeah. other I'm yeah. like knock it off you little 24 year old yeah but but yoga I mean that's why you know a lot of times when you come into a traditional st- studio the lights are really low yes. you're not gonna find any mirrors right because it's a very internal practice that allows you to come within and we want you uncomfortable right mm-hmm. Like I want to create as many opportunities as possible for you to come to this edge again and again and again. And it starts when you come into the studio and and we sit, right? And you guys want to know a a yoga therapist secret? Yes, do tell. Actually, you guys- We won't tell anybody. I'm sure you guys probably (laughs) do this too. But the first five minutes or so of my class is just observation, Mm. right? Oh, sure. I I notice people as they come in, um, you know, we always offer them, of course, you know, some- some goodness to get them deeper into their body. I always offer my students some oils. We always have oils diffusing in the studio, you know, but then for about five minutes at the beginning, we just sit. And as we do that, I have the opportunity to observe, you know, the physical energy of my students and the, you know, the, how, how still are we sitting Is our shoulder here, there, you know, what, what, how are we adjusting what's going on? Right. So now I can be super self-conscious the next time I'm in your <laughs> no, class. Stop, That's awesome. Stop. No, I'm going to be like, shit, Ruth is studying <laughs> no, me. Okay, no. sit up straighter. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the no, cool thing is. I know is, it's a good thing. The cool thing is that when I'm seeing my students, you know, I, I've been, a yoga therapist now for gosh, almost 22 years. That kind of dates me, ages me, right? <laughs> but when I you're see still my not students, as old as Fran, so it's fine. Yeah, oh when my. you're in my, I <laughs> stop, stop, stop. I, I do it every episode I now, know, though, so I can't stop. Oh my God. <laughs> Instead I could, of Franny Banani, it's Granny Franny now. Oh, apparently, oh, whatever. If we could all look like you, girl, get over here. Oh, oh you're so true. That's so I need so to you guys, my queen. Oh my goodness, yeah, you should be queen. in a beauty pageant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, so you're when your yoga teacher is is observing or noticing, they're not observing or noticing from a place of judgment, right? right. Mm-hmm. But that's actually the first five minutes of my class. That's when I decide what we're doing that day. You wow. know, and sometimes I can tell the second someone walks into the studio. Yeah. I'm like, wow, her energy. Now is I'm really- gonna be real honest with you, Ruth. Mm-hmm. The thing that differentiates your yoga from other yoga classes I've been to which aren't extensive, I'm going to be real honest, but I've been to a few different classes. It's what you say mm-hmm. while we're practicing yoga. Mm-hmm. And you're the one that taught me that we're practicing yoga. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something we excel at. We all practice it. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Andrew and I always joke around because, you know, he's a physician. I'm a yoga therapist. All we have to do every day is go to the office and practice. Right. And that's, Mm All I ever invite my students to do is just practice being in your body, practice being in your mind, just practice this, you know, principle of awareness because the magic happens the second that we become aware of the the junk, you know, that's going on between our ears. And that's a really uncomfortable place. That's where we lose a lot of students, Mm -hmm. right? When, when they come to a place of stillness and they're like, this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't like being aware oh of what Oh my this gosh. Is. Yeah, don't make me feel my feelings. That's mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, I'm at the Yogathon and we're at your studio for this mm-hmm. portion of it. And I'm with Fran and my best friend Holly. Uh-huh. And I'm there for the restorative and the meditation. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited because that is my jam. Yes. That like whatever vinyasa where we're sweating, I don't like that. I know it's good <laughs> for me. I do it. So anyway, Fran's looking at me and she's like, what the hell are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do while we meditate? What the hell do we do? And I'm like, you just be still. And she's like, but what do you do? And I'm like, oh, Lord, just shut up. You need to be here. I use that tone, Brody. I don't feel like I use that tone. No, why would you? Why would you ever use that tone? I don't know why. She makes me sound like a harsh Chicago Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Like a rotini. What the fuck? Like a rotini. Are you going to be okay over there, Frances, at a funeral? (laughs) We got to make this queen a shirt. I'm a rotini. Seriously. (laughs) And you know what? That very same day, I did six hours of yoga. And you left. You and Holly went to go, I don't know, drink wine somewhere. And I was like, okay, I'm on hour number six. No, you joined us for wine, so don't make it sound like that. Okay, that is true. But that was after hour number six. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay in here because I'm not going to travel. Because in Aberdeen, for the yoga-thon, you can go to different sites to do yoga. Once Mm -hmm. my my ass is on a mat, that's where it stays. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you know, I don't like attention. It's dark in here. I can just Mm -hmm. sit here. So I was sitting there, and they're like, oh, Oh, guess what? The hockey team is coming in to practice oh, yoga. Remember that? Yeah. And I yeah, was like, that was great. Can someone just murder me on my mat? Because <laughs> I'm like the only old lady in here. Literally. Stop. The only old lady. And then the hockey team. But mm. honestly, I they sat in front of me. So it was mm-hmm. a nice view. And they were totally in it. I mean, they were in it. It was really interesting to watch them. And there was no, like, you would figure guys would be like, whatever. That's the stereotype. None of that. Mm -hmm. None of that. They were in it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And you'll remember, I mean, that's the year they won the championship. You know, the the truth is that any sort of, of championship, any sort of reaching the highest state or version of ourself comes through a process of training mm-hmm. that, you know, isn't just physical. It's very, very mental. Right. You know, and those guys, I mean, their coaches did a phenomenal job of providing opportunities for them to serve throughout the community, you know, oh, that yeah. karma yoga, uh, for them to become very aware of what's going on in their minds and their bodies. They came in every single week for yoga. Oh, several of them. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Every, every Thursday cool. morning, wow. you know, we, we would literally be in the middle of a blizzard and I'd call Michael, you know, and say, Hey, yeah. are we, I mean, <laughs> do, mm-hmm. you sure the guys are going to be okay getting over there? He's like, Oh yeah, we got a, we got a hockey game tomorrow. You know, they're coming yeah. to yoga. So I like go knock on my neighbor's door. Like, can you use your four wheel drive <laughs> to get me into the studio? <laughs> Uh, but, but that's the kind of devotion and dedication. Imagine if we took appointments with ourselves and our own self-improvement and self-realization that seriously, we're Mm. in the middle of a blizzard. We're like, no, like 
it's game on in my life right now. Like I will not be deterred from this practice that I'm devoting my t- myself to this practice of awareness and self-observation because, Oh yeah. So what you were saying was, cause you had asked Becky, what are the benefits of it? And yeah. what I'm hearing you say, it's self-awareness. A lot mm-hmm. of it is self-awareness and the practice of going inward. Yes. What are some of the other scientific benefits of it? Yeah. Good question. So it starts with the mental benefits, you know, the ability to see things as they are and then to sit with them as they are. Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing right now more than ever before, and I know you ladies are right on the front lines of this, is this epidemic, maybe even pandemic, you could call it, of uh, mental dis-ease and Mm -hmm. anguish, right? Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people like to do is numb or dull those sensations, you know, and we do that in a lot of different ways, a lot of different addictive tendencies, um, a lot of really unhealthy practices where we try to numb or dull sensation, right? Mm -hmm. We just try to push it down. And yoga invites us to just sit with it, to observe Mm -hmm. it from every angle. And in that way, it does become, I mean, Becky, your introduction was hilarious. Brody, you're right. I've never been introduced to that before. (laughs) (laughs) But but it does become very medicinal in in the way that it allows us to cultivate the ability to sit with things as they are. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people like, try and when you start to feel this attachment or this, this, whatever it is, something that you don't like, allow yourself to take a breath and just come outside of yourself, almost like a choiceless observer, Mm -hmm. right? Like just, just observe what it is that Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing or notice what it is that's going on and decide what serves you, like what you want and come, come back to the situation. And so first we come we become aware of what's going on and then we start to slowly, but surely gain the tools to sit with things. And that doesn't mean, I mean, a lot of times it it is difficult for me because I'll go to different meditation offerings with newer teachers and, you know, they'll say something like, you know, whatever's going on in your mind, just try and quiet your mind, still your mind, put it somewhere Mm -hmm. else. Right. Yeah. Did I take the chicken out today? I can't Mm. remember. Is it still in the deep freeze? (laughs) Oh my God. What time is confirmation? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the quickest way to get someone's mind really attached and really racing is to tell them to try and quiet it. (laughs) Right. Like everything that you need to do right now, just don't think about it. Just be here in this (laughs) moment. Right. And now all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, crap, what am I supposed to be doing right now? <gasps> Laundry is still in the washer. Oh, it's probably going to be moldy. Okay, so I better go pick up some extra, blah, 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 right? Yep. What what yoga invites us to do is just bring it all, right? Mm-hmm. On the days that you're angry, like bring that with you. On the days that you are, you know, feeling shame or self-doubt, like bring that with you. On the days that you're in bliss and joy, like bring that with you. Whatever it is, bring it to the mat and just let it be what it is. And one breath at a time, we learn to be present, right? And and observe our emotions. Like what you ladies are the experts here. What would happen with 100% of your clients if they became comfortable with discomfort? Right. And, and what you're saying just goes in line with what we teach in therapy so many times, because people have like, let's say, for example, a sexual assault victim mm-hmm. who has survivor yes who has issues right mm-hmm. and they don't want to think about what happened they don't want to feel what happened so they're going to drink they're going to work really hard they're going to mm-hmm. do anything but feel and be present so teaching them your feelings are not going to kill you yes. just feel it observe it don't judge it mm-hmm. and then then 
you can let it go. You have the choice to let it go after right. a while. But that terror of like, oh my God, what if I take a hot minute and feel it mm-hmm. is such a powerful deterrent for people. Oh yeah. And then we carry it around, right? Mm-hmm. We well, just carry it around think, with us forever. I think it goes into anxiety and panic too. I tell people mm-hmm. who get panic attacks, mm-hmm. I'm like, the next time you get a panic attack, just sit and breathe. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't tell yourself you shouldn't be having yeah. a panic attack. Don't tell yourself you're going to die. Don't don't say just mm-hmm. I'm having a panic attack. This is what my body does sometimes. And it's funny what happens when you quit fighting it. Mm-hmm. It typically lessens in intensity. It lessens in duration. Right. And you're better. Right. Just let yeah. it be. Just let it be. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my teachers said it like this. The anguish that we put ourselves through stops the moment that we recognize three things. First of all that other people have experienced this same thing, right? There are other people, I'm not alone, other people have experienced this same thing. This is not forever, Mm -hmm. right? This is like a wave. It will come and it will go. And I get to decide my posture in this wave, right? Will I get really hard and stiff and allow it to, you know, just hit me like a brick Yep. And cause pain and anguish. Or can I just become soft and just yeah. ride the wave? You know, mm-hmm. like, can I just sit with this thing as it is noticing like, oh, man, yeah, this is hard. This is bad. Like, I feel like a victim. Like I can almost, you know, in certain circumstances, feel this same trauma happening again and again and again. We see this a lot with our veterans. Absolutely. Or mm-hmm. or others. You know, a lot of my athletes that I've that I've worked with over the years, you know, we don't oftentimes attribute PTSD or trauma with, you know, elite level athletes. But the the fact that they have to become so mentally strong to get to that place means that there's a lot of layers. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But to be able to come to this place and say, you know what? Other people have felt this way, too. Like this has happened to other people. And it ends, no one has ever stayed in this place forever. Mm -hmm. And I get to choose, like I am completely in control of my posture, of my, of my sensation in this moment. Right. And so I'm having this panic attack. My heart is beating. I'm sweating. You know, I, I get to choose, right. Am I just going to sit and breathe with this and just patiently notice? Just ride it out. Yeah. You know, and, and. Like a lot of times in the studio, we invite people, you know, in meditation to just notice their breath breathing in and their Mm -hmm. breath breathing out. And we equate it kind of like the waves of the ocean, right? Like wave washing over you, wave moving back out to sea. Like just imagine that, visualize that in your head. And very, very quickly, there's this biochemical chain reaction that allows someone Mm -hmm. to come back to a place of stability and what we call equanimity, right? Mm -hmm which is the goal. So the benefits, they, they start, you know, mentally, we're, we get mentally aware, and then we start to become mentally resilient. And it, somewhere in the middle of all of it, our bodies have massive benefits, right? You're like yep. yoga is not about touching your toes, the teachers say. It's Thank God. what yes. you learn on the way down, right? Yeah. Can I be kind to myself? Can I be non-judgmental? Can I you know, just sit in this space and be so proud of myself, right? Maybe yeah. maybe my body isn't doing the thing that the person on the mat next to me is, but today I'm showing up for myself and doing more than I did yesterday. 
You know, it's funny you say that because the last yoga class I was at was the one you taught. Was it end of July? Mm -hmm. I believe it was. And I'm still recovering from a wrist surgery I had Mm. a year ago. And so when we would go into downward dog, I could hold it for maybe 15 to 20 seconds. And Mm -hmm. then I'd have to go on my forearms. And I was getting frustrated. And then I would just breathe. And I'd be like, no, you're here. You're doing what you can. You're honoring your body. Afterwards, we were driving home and Allison's, my daughter, said to me, I'm so proud of you, mom, because I could see you get frustrated, mm. but you showed up. Yep. You did what your body could do. Yes. And that's what matters. Yes. And that's what's taught wherever, mm-hmm. hopefully, wherever you do yoga. Oh, I'm sure you wherever you honor your yes. body. Like we were at a class one time and I won't name names, but there was a gentleman in the back who fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you're like, oh, he's honoring this because you could hear him snoring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're like, oh, he's mm-hmm. honoring this pose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and there's ev- nothing wrong with it. No. It's obviously, he got so relaxed that yes. he was able to just maybe for the only time that day, that week, mm-hmm. that month to just let go, let go. Yeah. yeah. And if that meant falling asleep on the mat, then so be it. And yeah. what, what I really love and appreciate about it is that as we get older, since you love giving me jabs, about age, <laughs> we lose our core strength. I mean, yeah. and for me, I'm not going to go lift weights. I'm just not, I mean, I do little weights, but you know what I mean? This is a really um, I don't know, peaceful yes. way to like build your core strength as Absolutely. you age yeah, and maintain your balance. Yeah. And what I love about it is that when I look around the room, the women that I'm surrounded with do not give one shit and no. men and men, and yes. men what they look like, mm-hmm. what, who's wearing what, what they're doing, what they're not doing. In fact, when I see a woman who's doing stuff or a man and I'm like, damn, you are strong or yeah. like good for you for holding that pose without farting, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, it's right. cool. Yeah. But really, mostly people are totally in their own zone. Yeah. They're really not even looking around. I've been at some classes where there's been like a gentleman I know who's at least 20 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. And I watch him do some of these poses. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, so that's what happens yeah. when you do this regularly. Yeah. Maybe not for everybody, but mm-hmm. you can get to this place where you can do some of these poses with a bit more ease Mm -hmm. oh absolutely and I just find it inspirational and I know that's not why he's there Mm -hmm. I know he's there because it's maybe the one hour or the Mm -hmm. one of three hours a week that he's just devoting to himself but it's inspirational Mm -hmm. no it's it's true you know we always say that if you don't bend you break right Mm -hmm. and we we have this story that we tell ourselves that somehow aging changes our body or changes our mind you know and I tell my chair yogis, that's my karma is every, every week, except for, you know, during the pandemic, we have moved online. But every week since I started teaching yoga, you know, two decades ago, really, we've been doing a chair yoga class for senior citizens. And um, well, actually for everyone, we've had yeah. all kinds of people yep. come in, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really neat. But, but in that karma yoga class, I tell my students all the time, it has nothing to do with age, how well we bend or move. You know, my husband says in the emergency department, he'll see, you know, patients come in who are 95 years old and more fit and spry than, than, than we are, you know? Exactly. And, and it's, it's about moving our bodies. You know, people are like, well, I just don't move the same way I did when I was a kid. And I'm like, well, do you move the same way that you did as a kid? Like start moving the way that you moved when you Mm -hmm. were a kid and notice what happens in your body, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, and people will say things like, oh man, I've just got a bum knee or a bad back, Mm -hmm. or 
I just don't sleep well. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's not the natural state of your body. Like that's not how you're created to be. So how Mm -hmm. about we just move and breathe a little bit and see if we can, you know, open up some pathways or clear some blocks and, and see what happens in your body. Mm -hmm. The end goal, not being like, if, if my knee is not better today, well, then I haven't done a good job. Right. Right. Like to not get so fixated on the end product that we miss the beauty of the journey, right. The process and be, Mm -hmm. be patient with it, you know, but ultimately, you know, we see students, you know, the student that you're referring to Becky, Mm -hmm. like when I first moved here, you know, this particular student has a a rod in his back, you know, he's had multiple, multiple surgeries, chronic pain. Yeah. Just lots of stuff, you know? And when I first moved here, his daughter had actually just brought him to yoga with her almost kicking and screaming on a school break. And then he just kept coming, you know, she went, she went back to school and he kept coming religiously, you know, was showing up for himself in really powerful ways. And I got to watch this transformation. Um, And as a teacher, that's the coolest part. I think probably for you also is to, to watch the transformation in people uh, physically, uh, spiritually, but also, you know, mentally, emotionally, they cultivate this toughness that's encompassed in softness, Yeah, you know, and this, this loss of reactivity, right? Mm-hmm. We notice people being able to breathe continually and consistently in difficult situations. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. You know what mm-hmm. makes me giggle? Because I know you've mm-hmm. done CrossFit in the past. And oh, yeah. I've done CrossFit yep. in the past. Yep. But CrossFit people don't do yoga, right? Like that's so <laughs> lame. Mm-hmm. But they do ROMWAD, range of yeah. movement workout yep. of the day. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I sat down to do a ROMWAD, yeah. I'm like, it's just freaking yoga. Like, I don't care yeah. what you call yeah. it. This is yoga, but yeah. you call it whatever you need to call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're seriously doing yoga right now. And it feels yeah. so good. It is. You know, it yeah. is so good to be able to put your body in places where typically we don't spend very much time, right? And yeah. then focus on breathing through it. I mean, you can't come out of that unchanged. Right. So all of that being said, are there times or things or whatever you want to call it where yoga maybe isn't the best thing for somebody? Yeah. Like contraindications. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a story that I'll share with you that I don't think I've ever shared with any of my students, but I was going through a really dark period after the the birth of my fifth baby. Um, I, my body wasn't healing the way that I needed it to. I'm sorry, but Fran and I just went five. Yeah, Yeah. of course you were. (laughs) We couldn't handle the ones we have, but so bless you. Yeah. But I mean, my husband was, my husband was in residency. So Brody, you know what I'm talking about, you know, yeah, we were living in, in Detroit, you know, we had really great friends and community, but, um, you know, no really close family. And, What was difficult was, you know, this perception that, you know, I need to be this perfect wife and this perfect mother and this perfect yoga teacher and this perfect, you know, in my, in my callings at church, I need to do everything perfectly. And there was so many of us can relate to that. Yes. And what my teacher noticed was that I was going through the motions. I was showing up and doing everything that I was supposed to, but my favorite part of the week was going to Johnny Kest's class early Thursday morning, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I would religiously go there. I had a babysitter. Like that was my splurge. My indulgence, you know, was to pay a babysitter to come at the crack of dawn so I could go and practice yoga with Johnny and then come home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, so what happened was, what happened was 
Johnny had noticed that I was not coming to class, right? And, you know, I had the baby and then time went on and I was just not showing up. And so he actually took the initiative to reach out and say, you know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, what's going on? Like, you're not in your practice. You know, oh, I'm practicing at home. Oh, I'm, no, you're not. Oh, yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. You know, time I've, to meet me. I've on done those lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it, I had this invitation to come back to yoga. And for the first several sessions, I mean, my body was just not healing up the way that it was supposed to. I had a lot of scar tissue, a lot of pain. And he just kept saying to me, you know, he would just come and like literally sit me down, like just, just, just breathe. Mm -hmm. Like your job for these 75 minutes is sit here and breathe. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard because we have to be perfect, right? And and some of my students were in the class, you know, that, that are his students too. And they, I can't just sit and breathe and cry. Like mm -hmm. I gotta, yes. I, I need to perform, right? I need to be on the, the front row on the middle mat and, and performing. No, Johnny just stuck me in the back corner and he said, all I need you to do is just sit here and breathe. Just sit here and breathe, you know? And so I did for a couple of weeks, I would just go and sit and breathe. And then slowly I started getting back to my physical practice, but it was extremely therapeutic for me to have a place where there were no expectations. In fact, the expectation of me was to be what I perceived as imperfect, mm -hmm. right? What I perceived as not enough. How freeing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was, it was liberating. And then, yeah. you know, as we allow ourselves to, to come to that place, it's, kind of magic, right? Yeah. And the stuff that we're doing to medicate ourselves or to numb or dull ourselves, it becomes so much less necessary, right? Mm -hmm. Like the pain medications yes. and the anxiety mm -hmm. medications and the things that were necessary were, were very important bridges. There's for a me. place for yes, them. Very, yeah. very critical, right? Very important to my healing process. And, and I highly, highly recommend as yeah. A yoga therapist, I cannot recommend highly enough going to a licensed therapist, seeing your doctor, listening to what they say, particularly in those dark times. Mm -hmm. There are important bridges to healing. And those were important bridges for me. But unfortunately for me, they had become a crutch. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Something that I was dependent upon to be able to breathe. And, and if you're having to pop a couple Xanax before you can go teach a yoga and meditation class and you're teach like, other people Whoa. how to be calm, yeah. there's a problem. Right. right? But my teacher being aware enough to notice, you know, that it was time for me to come back and, you know, maybe get to the other end of that bridge was instrumental in yeah. all kinds of healing and opened me up to this place of non-judgment, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I want to say to our listeners, if you decide to do a yoga class and you have something going on, mm -hmm. um, tell just tell the instructor before the class. Like, yeah. we had a there was like a ladies' night at um, Erosion Gym that I belong to, and mm -hmm. yoga was going to be part of it. Yeah, and it was two weeks after my hysterectomy, oh. and so I still went, but I went up to the teacher mm -hmm. and I said, "Here's the deal. I'm guessing I can't do anything mm -hmm. <laughs> except sit and breathe. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when I'm not doing the, the the different poses, that's what's going on." Mm -hmm. She's like, "Just like just like Johnny told you." She's yeah. like, "That's fine. Just sit." And breathe totally mm -hmm. do whatever that's Lindsay 5 a.m at fit and fire she's mm -hmm. awesome yes. um Lindsay's an awesome yes yogini yes yes we have so many incredible teachers I mean fit yeah. and fire is a treasure here a poise oh, YMCA yes. TN, TNM fitness for the size of our community the yoga that is growing here the is offerings. incredible yeah mm -hmm. so when Johnny Kest kind of brought yoga to Detroit, his goal, and he would tell people this and people were like, oh, you're insane. His goal was one day there will be more yoga studios than there are bars in Detroit. 
And the truth wow. is they're getting very, very, I very mean, this close. is 1970s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we are, you know, 2021, they're, they're almost equal. Yeah. Right. And there will come a day when people can go to places and feel and wake up and become aware and nothing against, sorry, listeners, if nothing against a bar, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. But, but do you know what I'm saying? Rather than, you know, we're looking to wake up, we're looking to mm-hmm. feel um, and, and there are lots of good reasons why you would go and gather with friends and, and have, you know, a drink or whatever. But what he was meaning was, I want people to, to choose to, and have space to come and wake up right. rather than, than shove down and, and medicate and all of these sorts of things. So that's, that's a goal that I think we are going to be very close to hitting yeah. in this mm-hmm. space, you know, in the Aberdeen area, like you said, we're mm-hmm. just, we literally are blessed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really encourage the listeners, even if you think you won't like it or whatever, just try it once. Just yeah. see what you think about and it. And try some different ones. Right. Yes. Try. I mean, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of vinyasa. Mm-hmm. I like restorative. Mm-hmm. Allison, my daughter, hates restorative. Yes. Mm-hmm. She loves vinyasa. And so those are just, you know, again, yeah. different practices, different fits, different styles. Find what works for you. So yeah. some of the benefits that I found, and I, th- I really find these to be true, is that yoga can improve your posture, mm-hmm. your flexibility, your balance, your strength. Is this true, Ruth? Does it boost your metabolism? It does boost your metabolism for actually three days after a good vinyasa oh, class. Damn, now I got to like vinyasa. Class. No, ah. no. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're doing. So, and how it does this is your central nervous system, as you guys know, oftentimes in today's society, we're in fight or flight, right? And Mm -hmm. so all of our resources are taken outside, you know, of the viscera to our extremities. And, and we are like in this constant state of, you know, just overwhelm. Yoga has this ability, this clinically validated ability to rebalance the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, to bring back the energy, if you will, into the viscera. And so our digestion is improved. Our metabolism is improved. We have clearer thinking. We have calmer sensations. Bone density is actually significantly increased. If you have a a regular practice of yoga, Um, your muscle mass to um, fat ratio, you know, you get more muscle mass, which automatically, you know, ha- helps to eat up and and do away with adipose tissue, you know, which, mm-hmm. which I mean, let's, let's be honest, we need to not come to yoga with the expectation or the goal, I hope. I hope no one ever comes in and says, oh man, like I'm doing this for my summer body. I'm like, right. you know, that that's, that's definitely, you're not going to get... Well, that's not true, actually. You could. Come for whatever reason you want to, <laughs> and you will get a lot of goodness if you will just be there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there's yoga online, too, mm-hmm. and some of it is yes. really good and really free. Like, you can go yeah. to yoga. Uh, there's this series called Yoga with Adrian. It's a 30-day yes. series. Oh, mm-hmm. everybody loves her. On on YouTube, totally yep. free. You know, she's extremely non-judgmental, very chill, and yep. there's... You know, you can pay for a couple dollars a month for things like Glow, G-L-O.com. I have the Gaia app, G-A-I-A. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah. And there's there's so much goodness available. Yeah. You know, I always say that the experience of being in a class, you know, guided by a teacher and, and they're, you know, feeling the energy of the other students in the room is irreplaceable. You know, it's very Correct. valuable. But if we've learned anything over the last 18 months, you know, as we've been really... um 
unfortunately, having to practice the principle of ahimsa or non-harm, non-violence, you know, this is the first time I've ever gone. You know, I went more than a year without Mm -hmm. teaching an in-person group Mm -hmm. class, trying to honor that principle of ahimsa. And it it was really difficult, but um, learning to teach online, learning to Mm -hmm. connect online is a whole like the teachers that teach effectively online, and there are thousands of them, yeah. mm-hmm. they are gifts to the universe. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely, that that's is hard. not it an is. easy thing to do, mm-hmm. right? So absolutely. that's available to us as well. But yeah, in this area, there are, gosh, literally dozens. And I mean, you can't even find a small town anymore. You know, they've got teachers in Northville. They've got teachers in Grow and Ipswich. Redfield. All over the, Redfield. Yeah. Exceptional teachers. I mean, yeah. Webster has a, an, just amazing studio. We have so much goodness in this area and it's just going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And my guess would be wherever you're listening from right now, mm-hmm. just Google it. Oh yeah. Yoga near me. Absolutely. And, and see what pops is, up. I know there's an app. One of my yoga teachers said to put on my phone. Like if I go visit my daughter in Chicago mm-hmm. or whatever, it'll tell me where the nearest studio is. Yep. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. But one thing that I really liked about it, like when I was able to go to my seven o'clock, 7 PM class, mm-hmm. those nights I was would sleep so good. Yes. Oh yeah, it made a big difference. And and had a lot old, of people say that. Yes, and the mm-hmm. older you get, the more sleep disruptions you have. So mm-hmm. that's like precious. Yeah. But we're also seeing because of anxiety and and stress and everything else that's going on, we are seeing a lot of people with sleep disruptions. Oh yeah, you know, young and old. Right. Yeah. So definitely give yeah. it a whirl. The practice of mindfulness coupled with the ability to rebalance the nervous system will automatically result in the body ability to the body's ability to regulate itself increasing, yes. which I mean, it's just a, again, like a biochemical chain reaction. It's biochemical magic. You know, the body will produce more of its own hormone called melatonin mm-hmm. when we are not in fight or flight. And mm-hmm. so you go to a good evening yoga class, you can expect that you will have a much better night's sleep. You'll fall asleep faster. You'll sleep longer. You'll wake up feeling more rested. You'll get into those deep REM cycles. Mm-hmm. Heck, people, you know, send me messages all the time being like, I dreamt last night for the first mm-hmm. time in years. Like, yes. what is it? What pose did we do? Or what mm-hmm. did we do? And I'm like, no, that's all you, right? What yeah. is in those oils? What yeah. is in those oils? The oils are such an added bonus. Yeah. But it's reminding people that that's what our body yeah. wants to do. Totally. It's what, totally. Our, what our body prefers. It's our natural state, you yeah. know, and returning home to that and giving ourselves permission to yes. get back into that space is incredible, you know, mm-hmm. and it's what, what we are choosing to attract, you know, the story we tell ourselves, if we tell ourselves, I'm not good at yoga or yoga is not for me, right? That's, that's a belief that's going to really hold us back. But, you know, I've had so many students come into the studio so resistant and so frustrated. And so you could just feel this energy wrapped up. And I always promise these students, I swear to you, if you'll just sit here with me and every time I say inhale, take a big breath in. Every time I say exhale, take a full breath out. There is nothing else you have to do. I guarantee you will get off your mat 60 minutes from now, completely transformed. Absolutely. You will have, there'll, there'll be a surprise at the end. I, I often say, it's you know, the just the first wait. thing we teach people with anxiety mm-hmm. is how to properly breathe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're not, I mean, Mm-mm. on average, we take 22 to 24,000 breaths a day. And the average person doesn't think about a single one of them. No. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't pay attention to or notice or, or have intention with a single breath. 
that we're always one breath away from okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Ooh, I like that. Always. That's the title. That's the title. I like it. One mm-hmm. breath away from okay. Yeah. All I know is, Ruth, I could sit here and talk to you for about seven more hours. Mm, I that really would be could. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, number one, because it's good to see you. We haven't seen much of each other. Thank yes. you, COVID. Yeah. And number two, just because um, I enjoy and Fran and Brody do too, just speaking with anybody that's passionate about what they do. Mm-hmm. And and you are passionate about this yeah. and, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would love to sit here for a few more hours. I don't know about you guys. I know. And her voice is making me really tired. I know. <laughs> Your voice is so soothing. It's awesome. It's very mm-hmm. suited for Calm. yoga. Calm.com, you need her for sleep stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her and Brody, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys all, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. We yeah. really, really appreciate it. Well, guys, we have to we have to finish the, with the yoga way, Okay. 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 So at the end of every single yoga class, I like to leave my students with a wish. And it's an ancient wish, right? That just essentially in English translated is may all beings be happy. May all beings be free, right? So mm-hmm. it says loka somosta sukino bhavantu. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. May all beings be happy. May all beings be free. And then we all bring our hands to our hearts, right? Mm-hmm. And I say the word, and then you repeat it. And what it is, it's like an invocation, right? It's an opening. It's the beginning. A promise saying that I will leave this space right now, and I promise that I will look for and see the good in every sentient being, including myself, right? Mm-hmm. I will look for and see the divine, the good, right? Mm-hmm. So I say namaste, and then you say, you ready? So namaste. 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 Namaste, we'll be on our way, right? Namaste, and we're the shrinks. And that's a wrap. Mm-hmm.